0: hey baby me chat and she we want to squeeze your titties
1: it's the going off podcast with rap critic News, and, <laughs> and we got a very special guest your boy and mine todd in the motherfucking shadows
2: tell the people how you doing yo bro. i am stressed out as always i'm always working but it's good to be here this is uh this is my vacation
1: One of the albums we're reviewing is Nerds In Search Of. And something I found out while listening to that album is that there's apparently two versions of it. It's so crazy when, like, for the longest time, like, you listen to one album that way, and then the next thing you know, people are just like, oh, yeah, no, that wasn't it at all. There's this intro, and there's this other part, and there's this whole mini plot about him trying to have a three-way with these chicks,
0: which explains the Tape You song. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. just bizarre. <laughs> that must be, that must have been for you, of just, like, this whole alternate reality yeah. existed since 2002 <laughs> that you didn't know about.
1: <laughs> right. Didn't they used to do albums like that all the time where they would do like, you know, like the Beatles was kind of good for that. Like it would be like, oh, he-.
2: I think they still do that a lot of the time. There would be a different UK version or US like it's it's not that uncommon, but I didn't any in search of is like a completely different album. Yes. Every song is different. Yeah. It's not like in a different order or anything where they added some bonus tracks. Right.
1: You know what it reminds me of? OK, so there was the Sean Paul album back in like. 2002 i think it was the the one with the get busy get dirty rock
2: yes yeah. and shake that thing yeah <laughs> this, this this good record.
1: and On there, there was like a skit, right, that I did not know was there because I, my mom had got the UK version. Yeah, my mom listened to Sean Paul. But anyway, on that version, there's a skit in there where like Sean Paul is like, you know, driving his car and then he gets pulled over by the police and they give him trouble. And he's like, what, don't you know who I am? I'm Sean Paul. But of course, in Jamaican accents that, you know, only Jamaicans can understand uh <laughs> but like he was like look at sean Nepal. sean yeah. Nepal. and he's like look at today's newspaper like that's me i'm in the newspaper it's like what well if you're in the newspaper that means you're a big deal it's like what the fuck is this shit? But when was- when was he
0: ever in a newspaper yeah, I was For like what who,
1: who does that because the guy goes like if you're not in the newspaper <laughs> you're not important i was like how far <laughs> what past are you living in
2: even in 2003, when he was like the biggest pop star in the world and he was omnipresent, I never heard a single thing about him as like a person. <laughs> like, that's a
1: good point. Well, yeah. He's kind of like Flowrider it in that sense. You don't really like, <laughs> you're not really invested in the personality <laughs> of that person. It's just like, uh, give me, give me the hot singles, you know, but I think that's <laughs> pretty much. But like, I remember listening, you know, I was listening to the Dirty Rock album, you know, getting nostalgic, listening back to it. And then that skate came on and like, the fuck is this? So, so I had a similar <laughs> feeling listening to this intro with, "What the fuck was that?" That we want to squeeze your boobies? Oh no! Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little like, I I back like in the early MP3 era, I would download stuff, and sometimes they'd send put in fake singles in there,
1: yes.
2: like, like they'd cut off or like they'd. There'd be like a thing in the middle of it where they'd yell at you for downloading stuff. <laughs> but like, I got one. It was, a, I think it was like a third eye blind or something extremely lame like that. It was just like the first minute or so on loop. For like three minutes,
0: <laughs>
2: what? and I listened to that over and over. It, listened, it sounded pretty. It sounded pretty smooth.
1: <laughs> it was like, oh, all right. I mean, you know, if it works. Yeah,
2: I thought it was. I thought it was weird that it faded out in the middle of a repeat of the first verse. Ah, but
1: wait till you legit didn't know.
2: <laughs> I, I think for like a good solid year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I remember some, something similar happened to me where it was like the song started and it messed up and I never put together that someone was doing that on purpose. I thought it was just a legit mistake like, oh, well, that's weird, <laughs>
0: you know? <laughs> you know, a, f- a funny thing with those early days of downloading songs and if you weren't familiar with how it sounded on the album, I remember there was like a Pixie song where there's like a weird glitch noise that they put in the song like like it was their artistic choice and a friend of mine said, like, back in the day, he was downloading it, and he was like, I just couldn't, I, I, I just thought I couldn't find a decent <laughs> a good version. version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought I was downloading all the buggy ones, but the whole time that was supposed to be there, but you have no reference point, so. If we're
1: gonna talk about the early days of uh, illegally downloading, let's just do that. Um. What was another one? Because uh, my mom actually used to download... My mom was weird. Like, she used to make a whole bunch of, like, CDs for, like, bootleg CDs and shit, like, for traveling. And one of them was for Beastie Boys, um intergalactic, and I didn't realize that the person who uploaded the song uploaded the music video version. So for the first minute, it's like this epic and I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, what the fuck is going they on? i
2: right from the music video.
1: Yes! <laughs> and for the longest time, I had no idea what was going on.
2: Yeah, in these days of real smooth streaming, people don't remember that how, like, weird it was. Like, Everything had like skips or something and you had to search very hard to me The correct version of life in the fast lane by the Eagles has this like big old nasty scratch right in the middle of the solo I mean I knew it was wrong, but like now the right version never sounded right to me ever since okay
1: You know know what's funny? I have a similar thing so in the middle of triumph by Wu-Tang Clan uh, during the geniuses verse, another heart is torn as close ones mourn. Those who stray niggas get sl- slayed on the song. And I like for the version that I had. And the thing is, I downloaded another version of that song and it still had that tick in there. It was like niggas get sl- slayed on the song, like where the whole song just messes up right there. And I was just like is that just the way it is? Because I heard two versions of it. I was like, all right, I guess that's just the way it is now. And then when I saw the video,
0: it like messed my brain up because I was like, wait, that's not how it's supposed to go. All right. <laughs> I don't know how you reminded me of this, but you just sent me back to my uh, homecoming dance in high school where I was in a broadcasting club and we provided music for the dance. And because... Of some some of the songs weren't like released yet. We were playing them at the dance and you'd hear the AOL music in the back <laughs> 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 Those fucking kids didn't give a shit though. They couldn't tell. It was just That's like awesome, Hey, is this or nothing, man? <laughs> this is the only way we're
2: getting the new shit. Hey, speaking of uh homecoming dances. You want to know oh. what they played at my homecoming dance? Oh, what? It was this album we started talking about at the beginning of this segment. Seriously?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>.
2: Wow! <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm i a Virginia Beach kid. Oh, shit! We were shit. all about any... art? No, no, no. I remember in what have been like October of 2001, my uh, history teacher was telling me, he's like, yeah, I... I taught one of my students is named Pharrell and he's in a he's in the Neptunes. Oh my god! And I did not know who Pharrell was, but I knew I'd heard the name the Neptunes before, and I was like, "Wait, what? You the what? The who? The Neptunes? <laughs> yeah, yeah." My my student Pharrell was in a is in a band called the Neptunes. I was like, "Oh, a band called the Neptunes." I, I guess we're thinking of different oh. people. Like, a band.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the first nerd album I ever listened to was their most recent one. Mm. I just never gave them a chance until that, that new album came out and I heard the single with the uh, Lemon, with Rihanna, Rihanna and I was Ooh. like, oh shit, what is this about? So, to listen to that album and then this one, it is starkly different. <laughs> 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 I did not know what to expect. Uh, I mean, as long as we're talking about it, do you want
1: to just get into it?
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well you know like this was back in the mp3 era and i didn't really listen to albums much at the time so i i only knew the, the two big singles rockstar and lap dance so this is a, a pretty new experience for me too because i never went back to go like listen to the entire thing
1: me and my sister used to listen to these albums all the fucking time. The first two nerd albums, dude, we, listen, we would play video games and play that shit back to fucking back. We would play Spyro, Crash Team Racing, all those early 2000s, you know, games that they're probably
0: recreating now. You know, what I was saying before about that newer album, which uh, we didn't review on the podcast, I wish we had. Cause it's I really I really enjoyed that album, but a thing about it is that it's very politically charged. Oh, and wow. lap dance is the only like explicitly politically charged song, yeah. and it's the first song, so it kind of sets a weird tone. Okay, la- especially for me who had never listened to it before, I was like, oh shit, all right, and then that's just just gone after the first track. So I was like, oh. Okay, <laughs> what the hell is that about?
2: And that's a that's a political song in disguise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it's a stripper. It's a political song disguised as a, a a strip club song.
0: It doesn't
1: really make it clear. Like it starts off like, "Oh, I'm a dirty dog," which can of say when Pharrell tries to be like the badass macho, "I'll kick your ass, dude"? It's just like. I mean, all right. You know, like... It's, no,
2: no. His voice... He's a nice dude yeah, with some nice dreams.
1: Yeah, it's like... <laughs> his voice is so not that. It's so, like, you know, like, chilled and light and shit. So it's just like, I'm an outlaw, quick on the draw, something you never seen before. And I dare a motherfucker to come in my face. Like, a, all right. And <laughs> I'm
2: happy. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this album, as much as I love it, it is... I don't think it's as good as the second one.
0: You don't hear about the first one as much as the second one. It's very
1: true. And I I realized that, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. I don't like this song as much. I'm like, oh, all the songs I really love are on the second album. (laughs) So I was like, oh, oh, all right. (laughs) So going into it, yeah, like, the first song is a little confusing, like, you know, with the whole politician line, but then on the choruses, it's just like, ooh, baby, you want me? Well, you can get this lap dance here for free. And it's like, wait, is this about, it's like, oh, he's just such a man. He's so macho. He could just get this
0: girl to give him a lap dance for free. But what was the thing about politicians was happening? <laughs> like, you know? I've never visited one of these fine establishments myself, but from, from what Genius says, the whole, you can get a lap dance here for free is kind of like a bullshit like, bait-and-switch to kind of, like, lie to you to get you to come over there, and then afterwards, it's like, yeah, that's going to be, but, but, you know. Yeah, and there's also no sex in the champagne room, mm. no matter right. what a stripper tells you, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, with the government is making these empty promises, is what he's trying to say of, like, is like a stripper offering you a free lap dance because it's never actually free. All right. But besides that, the political message is... Barely there because it's not really explored in the verses at all. And then don't forget the Ringo
1: of the nerd group.
2: <laughs> Wait, there's a third guy. Yes,
1: he's on the album cover. <laughs> but no one knows. it the- really? Yes, but no one knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> I actually looked up, because um, I remember that being a thing. I remember talking to my sister about that and being like, wait, who's the guy in the album cover? She, and she was just like, I don't know. No, it's just the, his best friend that they played PlayStation with, I guess. I don't fucking... <laughs> like, my sister, that was a fan oh. of the group, didn't fucking know who it was. And then I looked it up um, when, when I heard the things are getting better, because I was like, he had a verse on there, too. I was like, oh, shit, he had more verses than I thought. And then someone, uh, uh, the official thing that did set up Wikipedia, was like, his role in the band is often questioned, but in a recent interview, Pharrell stated that Shay is the root of the band. Like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Aww, he's, okay. like, dude, maybe he's honestly the inspiration. Like, he's just the silent, you know, every time they come up with a song, he's just like, he's just like, yo, how about he do a song about this? And Pharrell's like, you're a fucking genius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Nerd I noticed is that um, just about every song I wrote down as a note to remind me, because... A lot of them are kind of forgettable, in my opinion, that the beats are almost always, like, the star yes. of the track. Mm-hmm. And lyric-wise, there's, like, a couple on here that had, uh, like, really standout, decent lyrics. But, like, most of them are just kind of whatever sex brag shit or whatever. It doesn't match the energy of the beats either it's 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 an odd mixed bag this album
2: that's that sounds about right it's a you know all the beats are what really puts this album into overdrive and uh pharrell as a rapper he's <laughs> he's he's a kid
0: yeah yeah especially now yeah like the fucking the lack of experience really shows yes which is why again on no one ever really dies He doesn't rap as much as he does kinda sing. And I think he's the only one that does. Like, I don't think I think it's basically the Pharrell show. Yeah. By now I think the other dudes just in the background. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty clear what the roles of the other guys are supposed to be. This is the formula that works. Mm. You know, like you guys can write shit if you want, but Pharrell's (laughs) gonna do all the fucking performing. Okay, so things are getting better. Just the perfect example of like the awkward contrast, you
1: hear the do do, the drums come in and he goes like check it out, bitch, and then you hear the like the little happy-go-lucky melody right after check it out, bitch.
2: If I can make a point here, mm, they're literally called nerd. Like-
1: <laughs> okay, that's the thing. Yeah, like why I'm talking tough, like what <laughs>
2: You know, to be fair, I always call them nerd. I don't know. I I guess they're called nerd. I didn't. I never uh, heard it said out loud. I always called them nerd because I could not call them nerd. I I, I refused.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it seems like it's like there's no way they want us to actually call them nerds. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: I mean, they're up there with like you know Pusha T, who literally has the word Pusha in his name. Yeah, like and they're nerd.
0: <laughs> I will say Pharrell isn't getting. A rap verse rapped back at him by Steve Harvey on the set of Family Feud, though. Darren, Darren, did did you watch that clip? That was fucking weird. I I don't don't know if you saw this, Todd. I did not. Pusha T, I think back in his diss with Drake, this kind of goes back a bit. Four whole months. And I'm just now seeing this clip that he said that Drake wore Steve Harvey suits. And this got back to Steve Harvey. And he took this as a diss... And on the set of Family Feud, it's on his official YouTube. Like, they filmed it while they were filming an episode. He's like, Hey, you hear about this young guy, Pusha T? He tried... And he just went on this whole big thing about Pusha T. And he's like, I make more money than you. Who is this guy? And he tries to, like... He's like, I'll rap right now. And the audience is like, Woo! And I'm just sitting there like, No, fucking don't do it. And he's just like... Was it like, hey, that's your name, and this is the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's so embarrassing, but the audience is digging it. Because it's like, ooh, we're getting to watch Steve Harvey rap. How novel. Are,
2: are you sure that was Steve Harvey and not Kenan Thompson as Steve Harvey?
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't look close enough. You might be right.
1: I'm all in your ass. I got more cash. I'll do anything. I'll smack that ass.
0: Things are getting better has a
1: great chorus right the do, 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 things are really getting better you know it's just like oh yeah that like i can i can vibe with that i can like see like oh yeah things uh you know if things are getting better in your life uh, i can see playing this song it kind of fits it perfectly but the verses have nothing to do with that at all like i said walking into a club with a million thugs and and you know uh lick on me baby but you can't own me baby because
0: i'm the shit like ah oh, get out of here <laughs> Yeah, I, see, I really thought the, cause I'm the shit, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was funny. I like that. That was like the only thing lyrically I liked, though, because the the beat, again, I loved the fucking beat, mm-hmm. but lyrics are just kind of there. Another thing
1: about tone with this album, mm. th- things change to to provider... <laughs> And we just had like two and a half tracks or so of like, oh, yeah, I sure love fucking. And the next song is, man, my life is horrible and I'm poor and homeless and I got to sell drugs in order to make it meet. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I got geeked out of high school. I'm driving, you know, halfway across the country to deliver this coke. Like, holy shit.
2: You know, I, like I said, I grew up again in Virginia Beach. I'm, it's got its rough parts. I've, you know, I got family out there the rough parts aren't really that rough
1: <laughs> like you know what's the funny thing uh i remember hearing that like push a t like when they got into dealing drugs it was like it wasn't because like oh you know the usual story is like oh, survival and needing to do it because you gotta pay <laughs> they legit just did it just because they thought it was would be interesting <laughs> Which is like,
0: well, God damn it, that's not <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. Things were so boring, like there wasn't anything to do.
1: <laughs> you can't just do it because it's <laughs> I can fun. relate. There has to be deeper social societal commentary.
2: <laughs> Pharrell's trying to make a like a a movie sort of based on his childhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking of my life in Virginia Beach. I'm like, this isn't going to be menace to society or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <you know.
1: laughs> I I think the emotional spots on this album are, like, some of the best moments. They're, They're sparse, but when they happen, I think they're really cool. Especially when he says, uh, in the second verse, he's like, I don't want to be another cocaine story. Well, I find my sanity where I find my glory. Um... You know, I I like the way it's set up, and specifically the little breakdown where he goes like, Someday, this will be over. We'll raise a family, I'll get a job, and I'll be a voter. And it's like this sort of like, you know, eventually, we're going to find that American dream, but till then, I have to deal with this shit. You know, and I, I like that sort of... I like that sort of contrast, the way they present that. So Provider is definitely a... Uh, the smash hit that was one of the songs and i was like oh yeah definitely this one (laughs) you know like this is the one off of the first album that i definitely loved and probably gave a little bit too much love to the rest of the album
0: which made me think i liked it more than i did my favorite tracks on it just kind of skipping ahead Mm. are i I liked brain i thought that was cool i liked run to the sun Mm. and baby
1: doll i was gonna say uh provider run to the sun and bobby james
0: bobby james uh, I liked his singing, um, but then it really only gives you like three minutes of a song, and then the rest of it is just like, oh yeah, repeating. that switch up,
1: yeah. I, 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 well, I, I was talk- I meant like at the end. You know, remember when it cuts in with the like that baby talking, and then it does this completely different beat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is when they started doing the
0: uh, half of the song is one song, and half of the song is just a hidden track. <laughs> yeah and it had that baby from the intro, yeah That otherwise wouldn't have heard if it wasn't for uh wasn't for Bobby James.
1: I know I thought that one was dope um uh, again, uh I-, I liked how the beat actually I felt like the beat work worked with uh some of the lyrics with the way it sounded very, you know washed out and like dreamy and then there's a lyric where he says man wouldn't this be great if it were just a dream a lesson for you to learn except you'd learn through me you know like in the movies when it ends with the scream well fuck face i got news this is real and i did things
0: (laughs) i have that written down just because you never hear fuck face yeah (laughs) in lyrics and that really struck me i was that caught me off guard and i was just like whoa okay
2: (laughs) I tell you what, I noticed the word boobs. Ha! <laughs> no! And that one kind of stuck out to me. Don't hear uh, the word boobs used that often, I feel like.
0: Not by adults! <laughs> it reminds me of OMG. Uh, baby got some boobies like wow, oh wow. <laughs> no? oh, yeah. Okay, so that's Tape You. And I, I love the yes, synth line, it is. right?
1: They had a dope-ass synth line on this track. But... <laughs> Okay, first of all, the girl moaning after every fucking line on the track, that got old. Where it was just like, especially with the, now girl, kiss her boobs, uh, and you kiss her boobs too, (laughs) and then let your finger dash in.
2: He sounds 13. Yes! Oh,
1: oh, yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, this sounds so fucking childish, and it's like, I'm not saying you can't make sex songs, but Jesus Christ. Like...
0: (laughs) It's weird. The trying to be cool songs don't work. The trying to be sexy songs don't work. Yeah, they honestly, I feel like the sexuality,
1: like the way they express it works so much better. Again, on the second album, when you have like, she wants to move and joints like that, where it's like, it's so much stronger. Um, Meanwhile, you have songs like Tape You, where he says kiss her boobs and kiss her boobs too. I can't fucking take it. Um but then right after that of course like the worst fucking sex jam on the album is immediately followed by the most emotionally like bare track or you know uh you have run to the sun in my eyes an absolute fucking classic uh I love that one the one dedicated to his grandmother Uh, Right after the song about filming a three-way, but whatever. And it's even more confusing because, like, the song, you know, the, the last song ends with, like, end cut, you know? Like, ah, it's the end, you know? But then this one starts with, before you go you know and you're thinking like oh you know he's cutting the film oh but before you go i gotta you know i don't know i was gonna start with some other sexual thing and then it's just like you know yesterday i tied two rocks together to symbolize our lives and threw them into the ocean i was like whoa okay all right this is the this is a serious one (laughs) and i absolutely fucking love that verse by the way the way it's like what pharrell does well is stuff that's like really poetic but as soon as you think about it's like i mean that was kind of stupid but that sounded really sweet (laughs) like
0: (laughs) <laughs> you know if you don't think about it too much yeah,
1: yeah it's just like because even at the end of the verse he goes like he says like you know i put him i put these rocks in the ocean and tied them together till no one could see them till no one could even believe that they existed because it, those rocks are only for us in our existence uh, never mind that
0: i know that was kind of weird but anyway <laughs> i was like that was great was this actually supposed to be for his grandmother yeah actually the second verse i have written down specifically was amazing That the music is, like, more sexy than, like, sweet. So, Mm. now that I know that, that's kind of weird. It was slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, maybe not the time for that. But, like, I thought it worked. But now that I know the context, it's like, "Eh, hmm. You didn't mention Truth or Dare, though. Oh, God. Man, okay, so all
1: of... Clips is, you know, Pharrell's kind of, like, pet group. And they don't really do a lot here for the couple of times they show up it's just like why why are you guys here you know you know
2: I, it was a nice nostalgia thing for me to you know go back to this era when uh, all this stuff was new mm. uh whatever happened to that push a t guy he didn't do anything <laughs> again
0: what's he doing these days which game show host is he beefing with this <laughs> week <laughs>
1: Oh my god, no, uh, oh, man, I thought truth or dare. Was that the one with the most awkward? Man, Khalees? Jesus Christ, it's just like, like, Khalees is a very limited artist in and of herself, but just on this track where they're trying to make her the, the firebrand sexy chick, it's just like, eh, this isn't working. She was barely there. Yeah. And then I'm on the... How did he say that? Because it was so fucking awkward. The lyrics on this track were so fucking awkward. I'm on the dance floor burning it up. Real hot. So is it my turn to touch you? Look like you're buzzing on X with 3D effects. The way it was delivered, it was just like, what the fuck? What is he trying to be sexy? What the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) You know, like when you have lyrics like that, where you're just like, is he trying to be sexy? What the fuck is he talking about? It doesn't work. You know, the, the second album, the nerd album where he talks about, you know, fucking a mermaid with turquoise skin. That shit actually sounds you know weird and actually cool in a way. This just sounds awkward.
2: I'm curious because we haven't, uh, haven't once mentioned Rockstar and that's like the the big song from that after lap dance. Yeah. You can't be me. I'm a rock star. Man. I'm on, on the top of a cop car. Can
1: I say this? I absolutely do not like this song. <laughs> really? Yes! I didn't really like it either. Oh, man. With wow. Okay, so I just... It's just... The mixing of what they were doing was so awkward. You had the rock band thing going, but then the melody that he was singing was like this Phrygian sort of descending melody, and it was like... Duh, 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 duh. It kind of sounded like mm-hmm. the... um. You know, uh, when in the early two thousands, the big thing was like using Arabic, you know, world music and sort of mixing it. But yeah, this, it
2: was, it totally was.
1: But this just sounds like they just took a rock band and then just threw uh, an Arabic sounding melody over it. So to me, it just it just feels underdone. The music is definitely clean, but it feels like, and then for again. Pharrell to be going, yeah, you fucking poser. You can't be me. I'm fucking Pharrell.
0: World well, fucking known- skateboard pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy badass over here. The only criticism I had about that was kind of what you were saying about how, like, the song goes way harder musically, but Pharrell isn't trying to, like, match it. So, like, he's not bringing nearly as much energy, so it just kind of felt weird.
1: Yeah, you didn't hear? Pharrell swallows guys. He's so hardcore. <laughs> Wait a minute, what now?
0: <laughs> that, that's the lyric in the song. Guess does. you
2: ain't heard that we swallow guys. Yeah, It's too oh. damn late to apologize.
0: Like, I mean, th- there was that line in the first track where he was... What did he say? Um, I dare you to come in my fucking face. <laughs> like... You're a bit too forward, for <laughs> as all as all I'm saying. You, you gotta, you gotta. He swallows guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, if you <laughs> don't come
1: in his face, because he swallows guys. I'm sorry, this this is horrible <laughs> Homo, homoerotic lyrics. Did anyone come to them and just go like, hey? You know what that sounds like, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, look, look, if that's you, fine. Just know what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> I've listened to this song over and over again, and I'd never notice that till I just notice
0: it right now. So. <laughs> Damn. Damn.
1: Maybe I just think too hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only three I have written down that we didn't talk about yet were Baby Doll, Am I High, and Stay Together. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know,
1: actually. I was okay with baby. the beat for that was definitely dope. And then the, wait,
0: please don't go, wait. And <laughs> then the, in the background. I of the, loved Whoop. the wait that made me laugh every time. <laughs> wait. And then at the end where, where, the, where the woman's like, I gotta go. And he's like, wait, where are you going? <laughs> like he's trying, to, he's trying to like flag her down. But like, yeah. I loved the roses are red, yellow and white. Right. That part. Oh, I That's loved that bit. But Am I High and Stay Together weren't nearly as good, in my opinion. Girl, I feel like just a bird, though I am just a nerd. What is that? That's middle school poetry. Right? Like, he
1: he wrote a whole bunch (laughs) of poetry for this one girl in fifth grade, and he just thought all these lyrics were fucking pristine. (laughs) Like, you know, when I get on, man, this is the album I'm going to fucking make.
2: Or at least at the time, for like a good five ten years, he would wear his high school Letterman jacket, and I noticed that because I went to his high school. Oh but shit! He was very proud of his high school,
1: which is a you know a little weird because when I left that place, I didn't go back a single time. <laughs> I wasn't proud at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and stay together. The okay, so I have to admit they did end on a good note with the the Beatles like you know sense that they had in there. The I thought that was really dope. You were my sun rays. Without your girl, there were no days. Never dreamt to speak the phrase, now what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, that's a good, I love having like things like that being sung. <laughs> what the fuck just happened?
0: <laughs> Talking about high schools being proud of their alum. Another thing that happened this past week, a high school in our county, Fred Durst graduated from there, or he <laughs> went there for a period It reminds me of the news story That this past week During a Limp or Fred Durst Whatever <laughs> oh, we performance that clip too. <laughs> Shaggy 2 Dope Of ICP <laughs> Tell me if this doesn't sound like the most 90's damn story you've ever heard Runs up Behind him on stage and tries to Give him a dropkick <laughs> Wait, you gotta <laughs> he, the he lands Do they on have his beef? I haven't heard anything recently. I think they might have had beef back in the day, but I don't know what they'd be doing except maybe just trying to get people talking about him. Because it seems like a publicity stunt. Shaggy Too Dope, for having experienced wrestling before, he does throw a pretty good dropkick, but he just lands on his fucking face. (laughs) All you see is the feet.
2: (laughs) Fred... It like Fred Turse was like gently tapped
1: yeah. on
2: the shoulder. <laughs> it was like he didn't even know. <laughs> oh, he's he's in the middle of performing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and he's like someone tapped on his shoulder and he was like, I gotta finish this verse. I'm gonna turn around in a second. Alright, what, what's going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that it's like, yeah, he had no idea what was going on. He just thought it was like, dude, what the hell? I'm in the middle of rapping, like what <laughs> But I love the the turn back. Is like because <laughs> immediately, like a whole bunch of dudes like beat the shit out of him and, and oh my god, away. yeah, they're on him. <laughs> and what I love is like he just turns around, just like what a pussy couldn't even do. It. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the shame that you must feel to be like to be Shaggy Two know to be like Haha, I'm gonna show this other 90s rapper this is gonna be like the eminem and mgk fight all over again man because you when i do this drop kick that's gonna be the fucking kill shot to show just how weak limp biscuit is and then you you just see that little fucking love tap of a kick (laughs) and then you just turn around what a pussy! Like, really loud. <laughs> so you're you're saggy too dope. You try to do this kick and you're like, oh I'm gonna donkey kick this motherfucker through the audience. You see the fucking you know, like something out of a movie where you you know how you see those movies where someone tries to do like this epic move and then you see the Oh it's all
0: slow motion.
1: Yeah, and then you see the miss and just like oh. <laughs> And then the fall down, immediately three dudes just start punching you right in your face and as you're dragged away you just hear, What a pussy <laughs>
0: See, if if you were just walking down the street, right, just minding your own business, and then you felt a tap on your shoulder, you turn around and look, and you see it's Shaggy 2 Dope on the ground, getting beat up by three dudes, is that really the first thing you'd say? Yeah, that's weird. I would be like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Excuse me?
2: I feel like Fred Durst has been, like, sneak attacked several times and has gotten the worst of it. He's expecting a little more from
1: this. This, this is so, his lucky day. Like, oh, <laughs> finally someone missed. Did he even know who it was?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I'm trying to if figure out. If he wasn't like, in the makeup, he'd probably be, be pretty hard to recognize, I'd imagine.
2: No, like, it looked like a good drop kick. He just missed. <laughs>
0: He's got good form. That's the thing. It just wasn't close enough. What would have happened if he actually would have knocked him off the fucking stage? He still would have got beat the fuck up by security. Yeah, exactly. But, but God, that video, just see Fred Durst and just flying into the front row. What a
1: pussy.
0: Uh, Darren, what would you give in search of <coughs> out of, uh, out of five? I'd give it a three. I would too. i feel like I need to go back and listen to that second album that everyone's talking about. This is the one where I tell you, uh, no, see, it's not this album that you need to listen to. <laughs> it's is it in your fucking Patreon request <laughs> queue? It will be once this goes up. Todd, what did you think?
2: Oh, I, I still like that. That's a, you know, maybe it's all, uh, you know, it's weird because I, I don't really listen to it like it's a rap album. I listen to it like it's a rock album. So I, I think I'm a little nicer to it. I'd give it a you know three and a half or four or something like that. It's, it's not as lyrical as most hip hop albums, let's say. Yeah,
0: definitely not. Todd, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back. Some of the very first videos of yours that I'd seen were Taylor Swift videos.
2: <laughs> yes, I remember way back in the day. Whatever
0: happened to her? <laughs> in the way back, yeah. So Someone pointed out that if you would have told me a few years ago that Kanye would be walking around in a MAGA hat, and Taylor Swift would be on Instagram endorsing candidates, like very uh, thoughtful endorsements of. <laughs> like, what's really going on right now? <laughs> People are making a big deal of. Wow, T- Taylor Swift has never been political. Taylor Swift is never this outspoken about anything. Like I've like during the Kesha thing, she kind of stayed kind of quiet on that. She didn't really speak out too much, so. I'm more surprised that she has, like, a hard stance on something. There's a quote,
2: I think it's made up, but about Michael Jordan, like, why he doesn't get involved in politics. And this was back when he was, like, the biggest athlete in the world. And he was like, eh. And he's like, you know, Republicans buy sneakers, too. And this quote is this quote is probably made up. But that's I think that's where uh, Taylor Swift was coming from, especially coming from uh, she was a country singer. She's not anymore, but she was. That's where she comes from. So, you know, coming out of Nashville, coming out of the country. But she never really had a country audience. She had a teenage girl audience, even when she was country.
1: Teenage girls, you know, they they can be from the country, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Taylor Swift didn't have the Dixie Chicks audience. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And what's funny is that if you listen to country stations, at least around here, like an ex who can't get over a breakup. They'll still play Taylor Swift songs from like eight <laughs> years ago. They totally do. I think it was before Shake It Off. It was like a few albums ago when that scale started to even slightly lean more pop than country. They were mad. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> they took it as such an offense that like one of the biggest names in pop music. Was a pop singer? <laughs> They were treating like, well, you're going to miss us. Like, mm, I don't think All so. Right. <laughs> it's interesting that she's endorsing either side. Because, like, I think the main thing that people are surprised by is that it is a Democratic candidate because she is from the South. and Actually,
2: she's technically from Pennsylvania. Is she? Yeah, she's from, like, a tiny little town in like Amish country or something like that. Wow. And then she moved to Nashville as like a like twelve or thirteen when it started when her parents decided, you know and, and she's not poor. She's not she may be rural, but she's not poor. She never been
0: Yeah, I never got that impression.
2: Then when she was like as a teenager, her parents thought, you know, I think my child is very talented. I'm gonna take her to Nashville. I think her dad owns the label she's on, Big Machine. <laughs> well no. shit.
1: Okay, well of the fucking course she's like the headlining but goddamn act.
2: Well, it's not a big
0: label. Yeah, I was about to say, like... Even now, it's not a big artist, label. What other
1: artists do you know from Big Machine
0: Records? <laughs> who else is on Big Machine? Is, are there any other big names? Ironic for a
1: company called Big Machine. You know what's funny? Um, was it the, the people... The songwriting team who wrote, like, Michael Jackson songs, like, early, early on, uh, weren't they called, like... They had, like, a very generic sounding, like, this just sounds like a corporation sort of name. Oh, something like The Factory. Yeah, it was like The Association.
0: It's just like, all right, that's just creepy. Why would you do that? <laughs> the Business, The Business. <laughs> By the way, Big Machine's roster currently includes Taylor Swift, Reba McIntyre, Rascal Flats, and Sugarland. So, pretty big names, actually. Okay. Oh, yeah. The producers of the early Michael Jackson songs are called The Corporation. The corporation. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would you have that name? <laughs> They're a fucking wrestling stable. <laughs> it's the corporation. Boo. <laughs> Come up with a better name. Before we get into the second album, which is also a Patreon request, uh, I just wanted to address that the first album... Nerd, in search of, was a request by Hayden Hughes, and if you would like to request an album for the Going Off podcast, it is as simple as a one-time pledge to either one of our patrons, patreon.com slash rapcritic, or patreon.com slash muse, check the pages for details. Next is uh, is one of Darren's requests, Zarface meets Mm -hmm. Metalface, which is a shitty name for... (laughs) (laughs) For the long-awaited, uh, well, you know what, actually, I'm wrong. The the long-awaited crossover is the Ghostface MF Doom Mm. album, which we're saying we're just never gonna see. This one, on the other hand...
1: MF Doom just said, fuck it, what other member of the Wu-Tang Clan is there?
0: (laughs) What other member of the group who also has a superhero persona, because he got Tony Stark. Right. And they, they got Inspector Deck. With uh, with Zarface, ever since we did the last Zarface, it wasn't the last Zarface album, but it was the last one that we had reviewed, I was fucking hooked on that shit. You got a taste of Wu-Tang, some really cool mm-hmm. beats and sample work, and for me, you got wrestling references. And you can't go <laughs> wrong, because here I am getting all the fucking like deep wrestling references and thinking like, shit, no one else is doing that. And now you got that and you mix that with Doom and his style and the 70s Spider-Man sample shit. And it's like, oh, my! for me, this was a, you know how like in wrestling you have dream matches where it's like, oh, if only this person (laughs) could have a match with with this guy, that'd be fucking great. This is like a dream album for me. I really, really like this album and listen to it a lot and might have bought it this afternoon oh uh, this was requested by cliff mall by the way on on patreon thanks cliff
2: i haven't listened much to mf doom since i i'm not much more on the underground stuff and it's like i remember mf doom being a thing like 10 years ago from what i'm understanding is like most people have not been like he's been still rapping it's just not been very good
1: i do have to say the lyrics here are not as like deeply you know, the, the fucking, um, um, uh, the, the labyrinthine lyricism that he's known for. You know, no, but you're right. It, it's not. Yeah. Um, um, cause there's a couple of parts where I was like, hmm, that's not the typical tune. But, um, For the, like, for a lot of it, he's still just as good. And then on top of that, MF Doom not being as good is just like a normal good rapper. You know? So it's like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can't, you can't really be like, oh, this is horrible. It's like, no, it's fine. I just expect better. (laughs) From what I remember, uh, I remember seeing a list of like MF Doom albums ranked for like best to worst or whatever. People were considering Born Like This, his 2009 album, to be like his worst overall. Darren, what did you think of, of this album? Because I've been fanboying over this for the last few. Uh, what were your impressions? I absolutely agree with you. I think this album is goddamn incredible.
1: <laughs> like man, every fucking song. Did I t- okay. So I don't know if this is real, but, uh, a long time ago, you know, in the, in the cafeteria days, uh, I used to, I remember a friend of mine, you know, listening to hip hop and sharing and talking about it, you know, it's where it kind of, you know, you know, you learn when you're young, all the new stuff to get into and shit like that. And someone was telling me about this one underground group called like, I don't know if it was the Justice League necessarily, but the whole idea was that like, they got a whole bunch of. Uh, rappers together and the idea is that they're all like some people are superheroes some people are villains and they're all like fighting each other with raps oh, that is and such is just, a like...
0: sick idea I love that
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like but they no one ever told me like who won or whatever or like any more details about it and I just remember that I think Gene Grey was on it but I never found out what that album is. But holy God, this album kind of feels like that. This <laughs> is like, all right, this is what I yeah, wanted. I, like, I, listening to this album re that want for me. Like, I want a hip-hop comic book album. And I was like, oh, there it is.
2: Yeah, that, yeah this is, I, I really like this comic book. Is, is Zarface the hero?
0: That's the thing. Zarface is supposed to be a hero, but he doesn't really put that across too much. I I always thought he was a villain. Yeah, I thought they were both villains, and the idea is that until close talker, (laughs) what the fuck? Like I'm the hero, and every hero needs a villain, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, if you look at the album cover, I've never seen a hero look like Zarface. He's just a menacing, monstrous looking guy with fangs. And it's like, I, I always just thought he was a villain.
1: Yeah, fucking close talker. What the fuck was that skin? I absolutely loved it though. But it was just like, the fact that it's like, at first it sounded like, oh yeah, this is the typical, um mf doom you know sampling some movie for some tv show from the 80s where you know some voice actors doing like this really big voice like hey you there in the metal what's your name and then mf doom actually responds and he's like yo it's doom and he's like oh i like it i'm our face i know a guy who can change your life and he goes who and he's like me and then you're like wait a minute He's actually talking to the sample. Wait a minute. I don't think this is a sample. I think they just recorded this conversation. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening?
0: (laughs) The skits on this album are weird as shit. Because there's that one and there's also, um, You Masked for it. Ugh, that corny ass fucking (laughs) title. You Masked! Ugh! And in that one, it's like a guy trying to sell them masks, but he's like conning them pretty much like he's like... Hey, maybe a dog needs a mask. Who's that masked dog? <laughs> I love when he says that shit. Maybe you need a second mask. Leave it at your girl's house. But then there's this like weird mumble voice. Yeah, the guy who's responding is That like represents the customer is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. That was weird yeah, as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell's going on here? There weren't many skits. Probably better skits than were on the nerd album. I like the skits. You're right. I didn't hear the nerd skits because I only know the version that I know. Right. That's something we didn't mention during the review is that not only was there an intro, but there were also three skits throughout the album that like were either at the end of songs or something that were also kind of telling the story. And I didn't take the fucking time to find those Listen to those because I just I don't care about the story.
1: I found the intro that ended with talking about wanting to squeeze your boobies, squeeze and I was like, boobies, "All right,
0: that's all I uh, needed to
1: hear." Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's going to get any more complicated than this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, man, I, I'm I'm at a loss, honestly, as to where to even start. Metal with metal, the first track where you hear like this sort
1: of um, uh, what's the word for it? Like not baroque, but like Renaissance, you know, battle horns going into going into battle, you know, bah, 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 you know. But then it slowly turns into it actually like a dope fucking beat, and you're like, oh shit,
0: all right. I thought it sounded like Zelda music, but I found out it's actually another Spider-Man cartoon sample from really? an, from an episode that he <laughs> sampled a lot on the album Food.
1: That's fucking awesome! It's <laughs> <He's> just... It's <laughs> just an episode of that show he just really likes. This is one of those things where it, it's actually, for me at least, more interesting to talk about where the songs actually aren't as good than the songs are not. Because it's like everything is so just like... This is incredible. I don't know. Just fucking listen to it. the uh, The main parts that I did not like were... The Captain Crunch and then Captain Brunch, Captain Brunch. <laughs> was the
0: same two verses? Captain Brunch is credited as a remix. The only thing I noticed, and it's very subtle, is that to me, Captain Brunch sounds more it's like... Jazzier. It sounds like an MF Doom song. While Mm. Captain Crunch sounds more like old-school Wu-Tang Inspected Deck style. I'd get you. Captain Crunch has one of my favorite fucking sections in it, though, and I don't... I'm not usually the one to quote verses on here, but flow holy no gospel trap writing like Michael Crichton put the trap in Velociraptor I hit you like a trap door when it rains it pours no mental strains but I stick out like Kurt Angle's temple veins you got an empty brain enter in my lane it takes balls like a gender change talking out the ass check for the double cross like two chains at Sunday mass hit you with the belly belly the suplex off the roof the duplex will in a group text with steely Dan Groot, fucking baby Groot, that goes to David Brubeck, Alex Trebek, Boba Fett. Who's next, dude? <laughs> it was a lot. It was absolutely a lot. Don't sleep on your boy. Esoteric fucking kills. He he. There's tracks on this album where it's like, hey, don't fucking forget that Czarface isn't just one dude, motherfucker. I'm here too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, damn. In addition to that. If, I, if I'm going to talk about songs that might have not hit as hard, uh, for me, those would be MF Czar. I definitely didn't like Don't
1: Spoil It. That was the Inspector Deck solo track where he was just talking about movies and he
0: was just, like, making references to movies. I thought it was clever, but it's not a great song. No. It's an entire verse comprised of the names of, like, hip-hop-related movies. It was It was a clever idea. Um, not as clever as Phantoms with a friend of the show, Open Mike Eagle, with a verse on there.
1: Oh, that
0: shit was fucking, yo, buy this fucking album, goddamn! He's got a smooth (laughs) verse talking about, like, video game references and wrestling references, but can we just talk about ya boy again, esoteric. Fuck a phantom, I'm fed up with phony fantasies, fuck Fugazi fantasy fam, we fam for family, foes feeling free to forge with Fetty and fame, these fabricated, <laughs> fascinating, like a Frank Fazetti frame, fools falsify facts, friends figure it fine, they fail the fix, to fix, fraudulate a to Frankenstein, man, blown the fuck away by that shit, that was, yeah. I don't think I've heard that done that well on an album in a while, because mm. I'm sure we've heard it attempted
1: blazing blows and blast black, black and blue and blind blunders bring calamitous crisis. clowns who clog my clanness. i actually do remember uh will i am doing an f word verse that sounds really weird to bring up but it actually
0: did happen uh let me see it's a song called like smells like funk i was gonna say it had to have been on one of the first two albums because i don't see that being on fucking monkey business
1: <laughs> yeah that's way too artistically, uh... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> artistically Ambitious is the yeah,
2: word ambitious. I think you Yeah.
1: <laughs> like he says, uh, Y'all funkin' with the funk family, the non-fabricated factual faculty. We formulating up in a factory, focusing on the energy of fluid flow tree. We flawless, everything is faux free. As you can see, it's not as good.
2: No, it is very much not. That's much worse. But it's much better than Will I Am is much known for these
1: days. Yeah. So. yeah, oh, man. Dude, do you see they're trying to be all underground hip hop again
0: now? It's like, ah, uh, it's too late, homie. That,
2: yeah, that that train's passed.
0: That's your best sale. Every track they're doing now is like socially conscious or whatever, but this is like after three or four albums of like goofy shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Of (laughs) Fergaliciousness.
1: Yeah. Where they were in the spotlight and could have brought important messages. And what's really funny to me is that their biggest hit song up to a certain point was Where's the Love? Yeah. So you'd think they'd be like, oh, people love the socially conscious shit. Yo, well, let's let's double down on that shit.
0: That was their first big pop hit. Yes. You you know, I wonder if that was because Timberlake was on it.
2: Yeah, but you'd think that would have dictated their future that was their first big Mm -hmm. success and they could make stuff like that but like that was their pop sellout song so they were like well social consciousness plus poppy will success why don't we just take out the social consciousness and (laughs) like and they were right they were absolutely correct that brought them where they wanted to be
0: this shit's easier to write Let's write. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna try to front on stuff like that. Songs off Monkey Business, like I still fuck with that shit. I still play those a lot. I think they're catchy and really fun. Nah, I, I don't. I don't fuck with them after Elefunk.
2: Which one was Monkey Business? Was that with uh, Let's Get It Started, or was that with uh, Don't Funk with My no, Heart? No, Let's
0: Get Started was Elefunk. Monkey Business has uh, Pump It, uh, Don't Funk with My Heart. Don't lie. I see you there, and. uh... Yeah, yeah. I think that one had My Humps, though, too, so...
2: It did. It very much did. They weren't going to release... They were not originally going to release My Humps, but that beat was so fucking catchy. They were like, okay, we gotta. That was like the standout track of that song, of that album, believe it or not.
0: I love the song Fergalicious. I think it's one of the catchiest. Do, Do you now? Yes. Yes. I absolutely love Fergalicious. Everyone go out there right now. Listen to the fucking beat to Fergalicious. It goes in so many cool, interesting directions. Will I am? You're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, he's a really cool producer.
2: He's a very interesting producer.
0: Man, we haven't even. Oh, right. Back me down. I see. I feel bad because with an album like this, like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say?
1: Like, it's okay. So, mm, like, it, the only thing you could do with this one is just. St- Okay, alright. Let me try to let me try to use my reviewing powers, okay? We talked about metal with metal, right? Sounds like Renaissance marching music slowly forms into a more spacey beat. I wanna show some more love to your boy Esoteric with the fucking I'm back in rehab, no secrecy. I'm seeking, treating for beating MCs repeatedly. Your petty vocals made for soft shit like Kenny Chesney's vocals. Mine are like Reggie Noble's. I'm like, holy shit. Like the fucking internal rhymes were just going insane. Like there's a fucking, uh, it's like a fucking clock and every rhyme was like a fucking uh, uh, cog. You know, <laughs> the way that shit was just spinning perfectly. It cannot be understated how incredible this album is lyric and beat wise like some of these tracks are fucking uh i think it was what was it badness of madness was the one where mf doom had like that weird
0: spoken word kind of thing going on it, it's it's more of a slow down slow down track he has that line uh i'm the one true king of this one two thing the way i kick bars and darts you'd think i mixed marshall's art with mixed martial arts and then oh, oh oh uh forever people with that sinister
1: ass fucking baseline. Absolutely incredible. Then he, with the fucking uh uh I think it was Expected Ev Expected X saying, I amplify the five senses so ahead of my time I don't speak in the right tenses. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh MF Doom where he had the where he said like, I'm staying bit, this chain event Olympian, reading Corinthians in a whip a pimpian. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know why he's just, like, sitting in a car reading Corinthians, but that shit sounded cool.
0: <laughs> I really liked the beat on Bomb Throne that, uh... Bop, bop, oh, bop, yes. Bop. Oh, the uh-huh. fucking Sam... Oh, I, that, I love that one... That whole song was fire, in my opinion. And, and um, the
1: music video for that was cool as fuck, too. Oh, yeah, they did a little like,
0: animated music video for it.
1: Yeah, we're just encapsulating the Saturday morning cartoon action uh,
0: figureness of it all. Astral Traveling. Uh, features Vinny Paz of uh, Jedi, Jedi Mind Tricks, who also made a lot of wrestling references in their shit, so it uh, it makes sense. I love how the beat switched up for each verse. Did you notice that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty fucking cool.
1: Where it was just like each time I was like, oh, and, and you know, usually like on that one track with Drake on um, Astro World, uh, Travis Scott's album, where it was just like there was a beat that started and then it just switched to something else, and it's just like. I mean, but I wanted that beat, though. That was better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. With this one, all three beats are like, ooh, this one's cool. Ooh, and this one's happening.
0: Oh, shit. All right, you switching it up again. Talking about your internal rhymes with with, uh, Esoteric. Sorry, let out an epic laugh. As I'm etching graph on your epitaph. Deadly crash. Weapons flash. I'm forever first. You're forever last. You're playing chess with someone with a checkered past. (laughs) Like, and fucking Deck has a great verse on that one, too. It's everyone is on their A-game on this, um, except, except maybe Doom, cause you did yeah, make a good point points. um,
1: but yo, fucking stun gun where your boy esoteric comes in, solo song, yeah man, there ain't an adjective to describe the way I tear the mic with a vengeance unless I gotta be that guy and use erudite and assistance <laughs> <laughs> be that, that is, guy that is the dopest <laughs> like smart guy brag ever i mean if i had to be that guy to describe myself you know i don't like using big words but i'm just saying it's appropriate and then he says now nah, these haters can't compete they pray to god i'm fake but i'm real like a trump tweet and then you hear the <laughs> Ah, damn. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, the sort of, like, I love uh, the appropriation of going, like, man, there's not, like, these rappers are looking at my r- rhymes and going, like, damn, nothing I can do about this. This is just, and then that sort of double thing of, like, damn, this is this is reality. Uh, our president tweeted that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I like that thanks to Genius, I wouldn't have caught this. It is a esoteric solo song, but there's a part. It's never set
1: the stun you better run.
0: And there's like a reference to a song on his King Ghidorah side project album where he says, and a reminder, always set your phasers to stun. So it's like, <laughs> here's a little reference to the side project album that's like, shit, all right, <laughs> okay. Overall though, uh, what would you give uh Face meets Metal Face? Uh, I would overall give it a four and a half out of five. Uh, definitely check it out. Overall, I came up with a four. Uh, only because some of the songs didn't rank as high, like uh, like MFZar, unfortunately. But like I said at the top, hate to have spoiled it, but I already bought a copy of this album, so I would recommend it. <laughs> it's a strong recommendation for me.
2: I'd, I'd go with that. Four and a half sounds bright. I only listened to the one time right before we started, but <laughs> that sounds correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just sent you the link for uh, Hip Hop DX. Is the American Music Award? I figured we should get to it eventually. Oh,
0: I didn't even see anything of it. I did see that our boy um, Adrian Expression did a video on it that yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch after this. I haven't seen it yet. I mainly want to look at
1: who won, you know, and just bitch about that for a minute, you know, because we're music guys. That this is our bread and
0: butter, you, you know. Yeah, might as well inform me, yeah, because I did not uh, did not see. Artist of the year, and we know who that goes to—the
1: person who's been making the big smash hits for the past couple. Of, you have not been able to ignore this artist. Dr- oh, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh,
2: okay. She had one song this year, "Delicate," and four flop singles before that. Well, I mean, I, they were successful; they weren't well received. No, "Delicate" was the only one that seems to
1: really taking root. Do you love this next one? It's sponsored. New artist of the year presented by Capital One, Saver Card. (laughs) Really? (laughs) We're renting out the name of an award.
0: Otherwise, it isn't going to be televised. You know this. The only way this shit's going to be on TV is if it's a fucking commercial. (laughs) Well, you know,
2: it's it's not the Grammys. And you the Grammys are pretty bad to begin with. Yeah, the Grammys isn't even the Grammys.
0: Grammys,
2: (laughs) The Grammys at least tries to pretend to be about something. And, this, you know, the, the American Music Awards, who cares? Who cares?
0: So that one went to Camilla Cabello, who, not a new artist, yeah. if you take into account Fifth Harmony, but, right. all right, cool, I'd probably put my money on either Dua Lipa or Cardi B, but... And you know it means something, because Capital One said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's in your wallet? You know, Khalid isn't even really that new of an artist either. Young, Dumb, and Broke, that's like like a couple years now, isn't it? Like Fucking Havana being co- uh, collaboration of the year. That feels like that's an older song. Than it is? Yeah. Yeah, like, I would think- I think it's in
2: the past 12 months.
1: Yeah, because there's no way the middle is this year.
0: The yeah, mid- it's
2: absolutely
1: this year. Yeah, the middle's what? only a few months old. Was there another song that this sounded like? Hold on a second. Oh, wait a second. Yes,
0: <laughs> I was like, y'all yeah, motherfuckers didn't even try."
2: <laughs> all you have to do is stay.
0: Oh uh, man. Uh, man, yeah, Just. <laughs> it has the it even yeah. has like clock sound effects in it. I like them both. I can't even front, but yeah, it totally does sound like that fucking song. Or like finesse. I would have maybe given it to finesse, but all right. And then video of the year only has three candidates. What?
1: Oh, oh yeah, because we all know this year they're just boring videos. Yeah, who gives a fuck about This Is America? Who gives a fuck about Janelle Monet's emotion picture and all the fucking videos I gave? Who gives a damn, right?
2: God's Plan was nominated. That's a de- that's a very good video, and it went to Havana, which I I've seen. I can't remember
0: anything in it. I don't even remember the Bodak Yellow music video at all. That
1: was literally
0: last year! That's like the middle of last- like, come on! This is my favorite. Favorite social artist. What? Candidates are... Shawn Mendes, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Transphobe Cardi B, and BTS who take it, and- okay. I do get that, they have a really big social media following. But Ariana Grande didn't get that shit. It's for who has the best Instagram. Is that is that what I'm I'm understanding? I would imagine it would be like biggest, yeah, social media presence. Uh, that's what I got out of it. It's the only category that doesn't have a Wikipedia article of its own, so I can't find out what the hell it means. <laughs> I love how Taylor Swift wins favorite pop <laughs> rock albums. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <She> <laughs> what the hell?
2: No, no, she she set like a record or something. Of most meaningless awards or (laughs) (laughs) some,
1: Yeah, I
0: totally fucking see that shit.
1: Congratulations. Favorite male artist, pop or rock, winner post Malone. So are are we all just admitting that he's not hip-hop? Drake was nominated also, so I don't... Can we all just
0: admit that he's not hip- No, but... (laughs) And here, unfortunately, we've made this argument before. Favorite duo or group... The only three uh, groups nominated, Migos, Wait. Imagine Dragons, and Maroon 5. So is rock just dead as a genre?
1: Yeah, because it's a pop slash rock. Migos is not rock. So Wait. you must be- And, and they won. Migos. Yes. <laughs> Best pop rock group, Migos. Your boy, Don't you remember that uh, the, the guitar solo on Stir Fry? He fucking shredded on that one. Oh man, wow, that is honestly incredible. Like, how off the mark? Can you be? <laughs> Favorite hip hop rap? and it's not like they, uh, it's not like they didn't have a, a rap hip hop category, it's right down here. So it's like, do they just, is pop and rock just synonymous now? Cause. That's not how I ever thought of it. Oh, just because Britney Spears had, like, a a guitar solo in one of her songs, I don't mean this shit is fucking rock. Like, what the fuck is going
0: on here? It's because all the rock, all the popular rock groups are also kind of pop groups, like Imagine Dragons Maroon 5. Imagine Dragons and
1: Maroon 5.
0: I like how Shawn Mendes got favorite adult contemporary artists. These genres
1: really mean nothing.
0: Like, is Shawn Mendes even an adult? Like, what? that's basically saying sean mendez is the king of like dentist waiting room music which is not exactly the fucking feather in your cap you want this whole thing is a damn
1: joke i would at least appreciate it if they were just honest and just said like we just went on spotify and just saw who had the most uh saw who had the most plays and just gave it to them because it's like favorite artists, rap and hip-hop your three choices Are Cardi B, Drake,
0: and Post Malone? Really? Well, folks, that about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Big thanks to Todd in the Shadows for joining us after all this time. Um, No problem. Besides the pop reviews, one-hit Wonderland, I know I'm forgetting some. Train Records. Train Records. Would you like to uh, promote your Patreon while we got you on?
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you like uh, good, funny music reviews, patreon.com slash Todd in the Shadows.
0: This is your first time listening to our show? Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All the rolled episodes are on there as well as on YouTube, which is where you're probably listening to this right now. Just search Going Off Podcast, it's G O I N apostrophe Off Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and YouTube if you're watching on YouTube, all the links are on the screen right now. Follow us on Patreon and that's where you can request an album to be reviewed on the show. Until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And I'm Todd in the Shadows. I know a guy who can change your life. Who? Me!
2: Ten feet, nigga.